Hello and welcome to Morning Fuel. I am your host, John Bundy, and you are here because you believe in the power of the spoken word and its ability to change lives. And that by sharing our stories, we can help others to overcome the challenges that they cannot overcome on their own. Whether it's a victory you need to win in business or in your own personal life, you understand that the answers can be found in listening to others who are willing to share their stories, knowing that their story ultimately doesn't belong to them. All right, today's guest is trained and gifted to know how to help people balance their bodies and strengthen the weaknesses so that the body can do what it was created to do in the first place, and that is heal and repair. And she shows her clients that their body is the star of the show. What she enjoys most and which drives her is watching her clients get their lives back and improve in the areas where they did not even expect possible. When asked what is the most valuable lesson she learned through the course of her work, she said, follow your heart when it comes to being successful. To stick with a project for a long time, it takes an internal drive that's not easily shut down. See what your passion is and start making steps for filling the goals one step at a time. Please help me in welcoming to the show the founder and owner of True Found Wellness, Jill Reese. Hey, Jill. Welcome. Hey, John. Welcome Thanks to for the, the show. Invite. Great You're to be here very with you. Welcome. <laughs> Good to have you here. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. So, there's a lot in that, and I can't wait to hear. I can't wait to hear your story, and that's what this is all about, because your story is going to set people free. Awesome. So um, talk to us about your, your journey toward this. Now, you haven't always done this, so, so talk to about us about your journey. How did you get started in uh, True Found Wellness? How was that born, and how did you get started in health, the health journey to begin with? Right. Well, that actually started way back in 1986 when I graduated from nursing school. I was a registered nurse. I had a great career. Okay. I was a cardiac intensive care nurse. I ended up being a nurse manager, an assistant director of nursing, and eventually a care management or the care management manager over the hospital okay. where I was working. So I share that to say I was very successful in my career. I was not a ladder climber. Okay. It's just that I loved what I did. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed working with the yeah, people that I did. That. And I was a great manager and organizer and administrator. And and I had favor. And so I would be offered these different positions. And mm-hmm. I loved it. So I always enjoyed my job. I didn't know that there was a different way to look at the body. Okay. You know, I really didn't. Okay. So you um, pretty much, it was all what you learned in school, textbook stuff. Exactly. Okay. And I mean, my, my two older sisters, 9 and 11 years older than me, were nurses as well. So this is something that, you know, I was very familiar with. And... And, but the, the course of my career really changed when in 1998, I became what they called incurably disabled. Wow. And so the, all that they could label me with was fibromyalgia, which at that time was only a diagnosis for about 10 years. And okay. they didn't know what caused it. It was a bucket that they put a bunch of symptoms sure. in. And a lot of times they would say, you know, it's, it's all in people's mind or whatever. Mm. But you had very sick people that had no answers. Now, within that... They said that my gut was dead. They wanted to take out 
a large portion of my gut. I didn't let them do that. Now, what, let me let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. So, so what were you experiencing? What were the symptoms? I mean, well, I, I hear people talk about fibromyalgia. What I, my understanding of it is kind of like all over body pain. Or well, what, what is it? the gut was one of the systems that had a problem. But frankly, okay. every system of my body had a problem. I okay. had terrible pain. Okay. I had migraines, sciatica. I had severe depression. Couldn't write a grocery list. Couldn't remember conversations. Oh, wow. My hormones were a train wreck. Um, I got gray and looked very old very quickly. So when I was 33, I looked like I was 55. Wow. Uh, people at that time thought that I was my husband's mother. So that didn't help mm. the severe depression. But oh they were goodness. right. You know, it's, it's not that they were trying to be mean. It's just that I had very quickly aged. And so um, the gut issue really stemmed from my childhood. There was a lot of stress in my childhood. There was that's a whole other story in sure, itself. Sure, uh, sure. Probably and, maybe maybe poor eating as well. Or well, was no, the diet my mom different? was a great was cook. Okay. Uh, my dad was a great gardener, but there was abuse in the household. Okay. And you know the dinner so table. Yeah, and the dinner table was not a peaceful place. Gotcha. And, and when you don't eat in peace, you don't digest well. Sure. So do that over do do that mm. over a lifetime. And so here I was as a thirty three year old, still having severe constipation my whole life. Yeah. But when they did that colonoscopy, this is a whole story in itself. Sure. All they could see was that it was dead. Now, it wasn't really dead. It's just they were looking at a fake lining. And okay. I found out a few years later what to do about that to okay. bring life back to where the, the lining of my colon could actually breathe again. Okay. So so you're, you're sick. They've got no answers for right, you. Right, right. Then... What sparked your, let me let me take care of this myself? What well, was, what I didn't even it? know that there was a way to take care of it. So I was initially from the bed to the couch, and all I could do was pray. Now, I said all I could do, but, you know, that's the best thing yeah. we can do. Yeah, no doubt. But, you know, you get kind of to this end of a place, and it's like, you know, God, either you got answers or I don't have them. Sure. And so um, I just started realizing that particular foods that I ate made me feel worse. So I stopped eating those foods. But honestly, it took me a course of about 15 years of looking for answers, reading books, finding answers here and there. Uh, Like one of the books that that I mention when people ask me my favorite books, um, GAPS, Gut and Psychology, Gut and Physiology Syndrome. Um, That's a really important book by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride. And that book I encountered during my journey wondering what in the heck not only happened to me but my family because here I'm the youngest of four children my brother never successfully made it into adulthood without having um, chemical dependence and going off the rails so his hit him more psychologically my sisters nine and eleven years older than me they were nurses however they became disabled five and eight years after me Wow! but I changed my paradigm from the beginning I, I had no benefit from pharmaceuticals. You know, like the medical paradigm looks at uh, what magic bullets you need according to your symptoms, be it pharmaceuticals, devices, or surgeries. And that's how they're trained. That's how I was trained. And just like them, I knew no different at that time. And if somebody's having an emergency event, by all means, go to the ER. You know, they'll take care of you. And I've helped code hundreds of people. And that's where you need to go. But I also tell my clients or prospective clients, if you want to avoid those events, you know, short of car accident, if you want to avoid those events, let's get working. Because now how I look at it, which it took me 15 years to get Mm. to that point, 
of knowing this. I look at symptoms to see what are the six foundations of your health are out of balance. Because if your body's out of balance in particular ways, you're going to have symptoms or consequences to those imbalances. So for me personally, you know, these dozens of symptoms that I was chasing and trying to get my head around was all of a sudden reduced to six areas to get into balance. And that helped the mental game quite a bit. But then I also learned how to see where the weaknesses are in the organs and glands. So somebody can be on a perfect diet, and I could have been on a perfect diet for me, but without strengthening those weaknesses with targeted supplementation from the professional supplement lines that I work with, I would have never, and my clients could have never, actually achieved optimal wellness because as long as those weaknesses are there, the diet will help you get along, but they won't restore you know, pure functioning. Okay. You know, we get a new body every seven years. Yeah, right. And right. so different parts of the body, like the, the And you taste, are what you eat, right? I mean, it's, are, it's literally true. You are. And your taste buds change over completely every 21 days. So even if you start eating healthy and you do it consistently for 21 days, then those things that you've been eating that the body really doesn't want, you'll start to sense that when you taste it. So you're exactly right. You are what you eat. Right. It might take seven years in, in, a, in your liver to show up. But sure. you really are. So if you if you give your body what it needs, those cells are going to regenerate with those good things. Versus okay. if you put the junk in, they're going to regenerate with the junk. Sure. And so what I looked at in the mirror and saw at age 33 was what junk made. Gotcha. <laughs> and now I look in the mirror and I, in August I turned 55. I'm at right. that age, you know, that they thought I was 20 years ago. And I look way younger than, you know, and function right. a lot better than my right. age is going to be, which wow. which is nice to have that gift of a sure. renewed life. You sure, know? sure. It, it brings bring, bring people hope. Brought you Absolutely. hope. Absolutely. So talk, talk to us about those six areas. Now, uh-huh. this is, this is, I'd never heard it explained like that before. Right. What, what, are, what are these six areas and, and, and what mm-hmm. does that mean for, for us? What, we're, you know, what, what is it we get out of that? What is it? Great question. So it's diet, digestion, essential fatty acids, sugar handling, minerals, and hydration. So we've already touched on diet. But the thing is, a lot of times when people think of the word diet, they think of restriction. Sure. It's really not so much that. So when people come to my home as a guest and they have dinner, they have no idea that they're eating food that's not only delicious, but that will take them to a greater state of wellness. But when we look at what person needs to eat, it's what does your body need to be nourished properly? Okay. And then when you look at digestion, you can eat that perfect diet, but if your if your body can't digest and absorb mm. what you're eating, you're you're really wasting that effort in essence. Mm. And then we look at minerals. You know, if your digestion is working right, if you have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach, you're going to be able to break down the minerals and the proteins that you're eating. And it's going to also stimulate your liver and gallbladder. Okay, so that digestion has ramifications through the body. But if you don't have enough minerals in the body through proper digestion, a lot of people supplement minerals. Sure. But they're they're inorganic minerals, not organic. So their body can't use them properly. So a lot of us don't realize that. So when people have kidney stones, uh, when they have cataracts, those are improperly deposited minerals in the body. So there's things that can be naturally done to support the body in itself reversing that. Because I don't claim to heal anybody or fix right. anybody. 
I just helped the body do what it was created to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's essential fatty acids. Now, one of the books I also recommend is Put Your Heart in Your Mouth by Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride, okay. same author of the GAPS book. And that is really exposing what happened in the 1950s with the research that led the medical community to believe that saturated fats were bad. Mm. That's when butter, coconut oil, and all of those got really poo-pooed. And, you know, everybody thought they needed to eat margarine and canola oil, which made those industries lots and lots and lots of money. But it also made people extremely ill. Right. Okay. So part of what I learned, you know, as a cardiac intensive care nurse, everything was low fat, low salt. Right. But I found that almost killed me. And, and I'm not kidding. That was yeah. just part of what happened. Well, it's to interesting. Me. Low salt two years ago, um, I went on a, I went an extended fast and I was just doing like filtered water. No minerals, no electrolytes whatsoever. Yeah. I washed all the electrolytes out of my body. So right. low salt almost killed me. Exactly. It almost drove me nuts yeah, because yeah, I yeah. didn't have the salt I needed. My brain needed to, to function properly. Exactly. And that was part of adding that into my, my diet is part of what brought me back. It was other things too, I but that it. was the that was part of what brought me back. I get it totally. Adding the salt back in. I get it totally. And that but also essential fatty acids. It's mm. kind of the same the same scenario but different right. details because right. you have to have healthy fats in your body because your cells are the cell walls are you know made of supposed to be made of healthy fat your entire nervous system, your brain, your spinal cord and all the nerves throughout your body are supposed to have this like fat coating called sure. a myelin sheath right. that can get worn down and then people have no more neurological type issues mm. but also the heart muscle has to have healthy fats so in that the studies is of the 1950s like the is it kind of like the oil that, kind of like the oil that, that, that greases a car up to keep it running smoothly or what, what is if it if it's the right it? oil right okay, if it's you. the right oil yeah um, because when we look at the research that came out in the 1950s and it poo-pooed the saturated fats people were eating What that was um, incurring was that the cholesterol people were eating and making in their bodies was no longer natural to their bodies. And that's one reason that cardiac disease went up because cholesterol is actually the little ambulance in our body that runs around fixing things, Mm. okay? So as people were eating processed foods, those processed foods were scratching the inside of the arteries in their body and then cholesterol, the little ambulances, were all going out to play Mr. Fix-It. And that's why in the 1950s when they opened people up that had died of heart attacks and they found all this cholesterol, they were like, oh, cholesterol's the demon. Well, no, cholesterol was there to help. It's just that person wasn't putting the right fuel in their sure. body in order to get the right kind of cholesterol. Right. And so it's for my clients, it's a matter of not just let's get the right ones in, but let's make sure they're the right ones for that person, depending on where their weaknesses are. Okay. okay? And then sugar handling. Our country is in an epidemic regarding sugar handling issues. So the numbers of diabetics, whether it be... Um, um, early onset or adult onset, diabetes in children, people that have metabolic syndrome, where they have all of these sugar handling issues and they, they're not diabetic. The sugar handling has to do with each individual person on how their body, the, the hormones are affected by the sugar that you eat. Is Very that, much. That Everything's affected by the sugar. How right. you think, how right. your body performs, how your cells are utilized, how let your me, vitamins. Okay, I'm sorry to cut you off, but let me ask you this. And this is because part of my journey, I used to weigh 250 pounds, uh-huh. okay? Part of my journey was cut, cut the sugar and the, and the bread and the, the soft drinks out of my diet. Yep. And almost over the course of a month, I lost 20 pounds. Yeah. 
I felt better. Everything felt better. So I was like, okay, there's something to this. So let me keep that out. And then mm-hmm. let me start working on the other stuff. Um, is there good sugar and bad sugar? And I'm not talking about like a piece of fruit, you know, but I'm talking about like, you know, these other uh, sweeteners that are out there, stevia, um, uh, you know, agave, things like that. Does that have a different effect? Does that, is that better for you than, you know, cane sugar and, and the yeah, processed Yeah, so, so what's interesting, there are manufactured sugars out there that are not good. You know, sure. there's there's stevia, which is more natural, but some people, and this is really It's still a science your, project. Some, no, some people, though, even stevia, when they have it on their tongue, their body doesn't know it's stevia. Right. It doesn't really It has the label. same reaction. It knows, insulin goes I up. feel sweet on your tongue. You need insulin. And what happens mm. is you can have somebody on a blood sugar roller coaster when they think they're doing great. Yeah. Even eating the wrong fruits, you know, and, and some people can't tolerate fruit at all for mm-hmm. a while because their system is so fragile. And so it's a matter of seeing where does that person bio-individually need to be with their sugar intake. Because frankly, frankly, sugar is not needed at all to sustain yeah. life. Some people think you they need think it like it's it a food is group. It. Well, we've been told that. The government's <laughs> told much. us that. We got a food pyramid that tells us. I that. know. You know, yeah. and you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Well, part of me is, and that is. <laughs> You know, who's paying for these ads? Thank you know, you. it's the food yeah. industry, yeah. right? Yeah, follow the money. Eat our stuff. Follow right. the money. But that's part of the power of taking control of your health mm. is getting off that oh, yeah. roller coaster. Right. Um, and then we have hydration. So a lot of people don't realize not only the importance of water and that you drink it, you know, you drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day going by your, your body weight in pounds, but what kind of water you're drinking. You so, know. so talk to us about that. I mean, yeah. what, you know, what, what, so there's, what is there's, right? there's is popular kinds of water that a lot of people um, buy and consume. And if you read the bottle and it says purified water, Purified sounds great, doesn't it? I mean, it sounds like, ooh, it's purified. Oh, good. They're looking out for me. Well, that's actually probably distilled or reverse osmosis. And when they take those minerals out of that water, it makes it very acidic. So we were talking about minerals before, right? So everything ties into everything. Not having minerals in that body and drinking acidic water actually acidifies the body. And the tissues of your body should be alkaline, which is, okay. if you're familiar with the pH scale, opposite of acidic. Right, right. Now, your, your stomach acid should definitely be acidic to digest those proteins and minerals we talked sure. about. But the rest of your tissues are supposed to be alkaline. Hmm. So, for example, uh, not in autoimmune illnesses, you know, cancer is an autoimmune illness. Right. Cancer thrives in an acidic environment. Okay. And, you know, they've shown that it's made up of fungus, bacteria, different things like that that thrive in an acidic environment. Mm. So even just working with people to reverse that type of a thing so their body can say, oh, wow, I have the power now to kick this out. You know, it's really pretty powerful. So diet, digestion, essential fatty acids, sugar handling, minerals, and hydration. Those are the six foundations. And within that too, then, I look at, okay, so hormones are a consequence, cardiovascular disease is a consequence, your immune system is a consequence of those foundations being out of balance. And so one of the tools that I use is actually a tracking questionnaire that you do in the beginning and then at every follow-up appointment I have you do that again. And it gives us documented 
outcomes by your symptoms that you report, because I have nothing to do with the input of that da- uh, sure. data, sure. so that I can track and see how are you doing in the foundations and the consequences. Mm. And it, it just really gives you um, a really good idea how the efforts that you are putting forth are paying off because I know I myself, as I was in my healing journey, I didn't want to sit around remembering how bad I felt and I would forget how bad I felt. And this gives a tracking tool that helps you to actually see for yourself your progress or even where you're stuck or even where because you maybe had three celebrations that month and you never really quite got back on track. Mm. And then you look and you realize, oh, that's why I've been feeling this. And it helps put those pieces in place. Because, John, for me, it's not just I want my clients to do what I say. That's not it at all. I want my clients to learn about their bodies, what they're feeling, and what that means they need to eat or to do. Because they're the ones looking at the menu in the restaurant. They're the ones standing in front of the refrigerator. They know how they're going to feel after they eat that thing, too. Right. right. Then they're the ones, you know, in the traffic jam getting stressed out, freaking out, you know. And so it's all part of that spirit, soul, and body effort to be healthy and to help people understand what they need to do every day because they're the ones there with themselves making decisions. Right, right, absolutely, absolutely. And I know my my family tends to get sick of me saying this, but I I know it's the case for me, so I want to share that and and educate people. A lot of times it's hard to hear from somebody that you're so close to. Um, But that is, and and what happens, if I hear somebody has a a tummy ache, I ask them, well, what'd, what'd you eat? Right. And usually that's the cause of why they have a stomach ache or why they have a headache or why, sure. you know, well, what, what did you eat? You know, and I find, oh, okay, well, you know, you were at a party and you had this cake or whatever. Well, that's probably why your stomach hurts <laughs> or that's probably why you have a headache, you know, because you've been eating healthy and then you have that, you know. And I, I, en- I quite enjoy um, now, that, uh, now that I'm healthier than I ever have been. Um, I very much enjoy the power that I have over looking at a piece of food and going, is that really good enough for mm-hmm. me to eat that? Mm-hmm. And then feel horrible later. Yeah. Some sometimes I take I, I take sure. the choice. I'm like mm-hmm. that pizza. I'm gonna take is like <laughs> is like it's not Domino's. Right. It's not Papa John's. That came from you know uh, you know um, the 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 pizza shop up in New York. Mm-hmm. You know I'm going to eat that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but but I know that I get right back on track. You know, right. you know. So. And the other thing that's interesting too that people kind of struggle with when they're actually getting better and improving, and then they'll eat something off plan, and they feel really bad, and then they're kind of shocked by it until I explain it mm. to them. It's like, don't feel bad about that. What that means is because what you ate before mm-hmm. the same thing you ate today but when you ate it before and you didn't feel anything yeah. it's cuz your body was so clogged up and yeah. so non-communicative right. Used to those with the rest of your body that, stuff, yeah. that your body couldn't say whoa dude stop it and then the fact that you've done all this work you've gotten as far as you have and yeah you had that you know mm-hmm. treat mm-hmm. but then you felt this way is really a verification that you're doing great keep up the good work well, and that, just that like makes you me said feel better. yeah and just like you said you know your body's on that journey and getting cleaned out do you want to take the hit or not? And, you know, if I'm at a wedding and they have wedding cake, buddy, I'm having a piece sure. of that cake. Absolutely. And, I, and that's just the way it's going to roll. But I know that when I do that, you know, it's like, sure. you know, and how am you I going to feel? Also, how much will I eat? Sure. You also have the experience, too, sometimes that when you do that, your body takes care of that. Like, 
it's out of your system faster than it, than it used to be. It would stick around longer when you lived in that lifestyle. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. since you've been eating healthier, like I find, you know, oh gosh, what was it? It was recently actually. We were at a party and there was a lot of good stuff. Yeah. You know, so I ate a lot of good stuff. And when, uh, when I got home, when, you know, when I woke up the next morning, I felt like I had a hangover. Mm-hmm. It was one, it was a reminder that, you know, that stuff that I ate was not, not good for me. I ate too, I overindulged mm-hmm. too. It wasn't like I had a little piece of something. I ate it all. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it was, and what it was, we, we went to, we went to Hana Sushi. We had the dinner for two. I had sushi and I also had the, the, you know, part of my dinner for two, which had a lot of rice and I don't eat rice anymore. Oh, yeah. So I ate it all. Yeah. And when I woke up the next morning, <laughs> it was like, I probably had a six pack. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, it's amazing how your body can talk to you. Whereas before, you wouldn't really know it because you're feeling horrible all the time. Right. And this is just a little bit more horrible, so you don't really make the connection. So, wow, very, very cool. So, talk to us a little bit more. We have, we have a little bit of time. Uh, talk to us a little bit more about your discovery. When, when, when it finally clicked and you're making these changes mm-hmm. you from the medical field, I mean, you're in this, you're in this, now you're making these changes what happened with you in the medical field at that time? You well, know, what, what, I mean, what, what went on? You know, how did that work? How did that work out? Well, you know, it really, it was funny because, you know, part of what I had to do when I first did become disabled and I was home from the bed to the couch and at times on my knees praying because if there was no help for me unless God did something sure. and my pain would go. Sure. I mean, it wow. was during those days that I was mourning the loss of, those years of my career because I knew that what I had done helped people in that acute stage of illness. Sure. But it wasn't able to help me at all. And all these doctors I had worked with my whole career that would have done anything to help sure. couldn't. Right. And that was very sorrowful to me. Sure. And I was like, what is wrong? You know, what's, you know, of course I thought, what is wrong with me? What right. I didn't realize was what is wrong with so many of the other people out there that don't have the training that I do sure. that are trying to sort through these things and they don't have a clue. And there's so much information on the internet and what's right, what's wrong, much less what's right for me. What do I need right now? And so as I went along, especially when I encountered the GAPS book, that's what really started making me realize there's a whole other realm of information out there. And so that began more of my quest. And then throughout my journey, part of my journey, which is significant, was that we lived in Israel for just over seven years. Were you in the military? Um, no. Uh, my husband at the time, um, he and I had gone on a uh, learning trip there's a big story to this, sure, but sure. I'm dropping it Another in the middle podcast. Of it. We'll, we'll yeah, have you on the talk about, about you. Israel. That would be great. Yeah, I love yeah. it. But uh, yeah, so we went there on a trip and just felt like we belonged there. We didn't know how. We didn't know why. We're not Jewish. We, you know, were just learning so much and was loving it. And just really basically God ended up through our volunteering for three months at a bed, at a, uh, a guest house, ended up opening up this opportunity for him to have a work visa. And, mm. and it just turned into over seven years. But while I was there, I knew I started feeling better. And it was like, man, it's got to be the food, you know, because even though oh, I so felt you were, like... I mean, you, you, and, you, you went into the culture. I mean, you started oh, we, eating the way yeah, you Yeah, we were not there and... as missionaries or as anything but, but people, okay? Right. And we were there, and that's that's how, I mean, if I didn't have a choice, but if I had to choose, that's how I would have chosen. Just okay. simply because you really, uh, we really got to know the people. The mm. people became our family. Right. And the culture became, I felt very comfortable in that culture. Sure. Because people are very open. What they're thinking is what they're saying and showing. Yeah. There's 
no hidden agenda. Sure. There's no behind the back stuff. I mean, not that they're not human, but the the inherent quality of the culture. Sure. They deal with this things right away. Treat, they take this care. This is how of we it. treat our family. Exactly. Thing, right? And we, you know, felt very much like family. Mm. But I started realizing I felt better, and I really felt it had to be due, due to the food. And okay. I just felt on my heart I needed to learn more about nutrition because in my bachelor's nursing program there was a four-hour course that I took. You know, in medical school, you know, physicians, nutrition's a three-hour elective. So you moved over there in the middle of your recovery then. You were starting back to health. It was the last seven years of the 15. So it was uh, just after the middle of that journey, you know. Um, and so that's when I knew it's like I've got to learn more about this, but it can't be from the medical paradigm because that's low fat, low salt. Yeah. And so I knew that for me to really get that full recovery, I was going to have to um, go in the what we would call alternative direction. Sure. Really, it's the natural. But it was what they naturally real. did in that culture. Well, no, no. They, I didn't get the training in Israel. Okay. I actually found the Nutritional Therapy Association out of Seattle, Washington. Okay. And I took their course online and flew into the country three times that year for the workshops, not knowing that the work visa was going to be up at the end of the year. Okay. So I've now been back in the country, you know, almost six years. Okay. And um, so, uh, yeah, Israel is uh, amazing when it comes to medical uh, intervention and alternative things as well, but I did not find those answers there. But the fact that they didn't have the burden of the GMOs and uh, pesticide use like we do here right. in our country and with the foods that we import, that was a huge part of that Mediterranean diet helping me. Let me ask you this too, and I didn't think about this until you mentioned that, uh-huh. uh, and that is, do they still, um, do they still, I don't know what you would call it, work under the, the year of jubilee, the, the giving, I don't know even, even know if that's what it's called, but mm-hmm. do they give their fields like like a year of rest? You know, do they do that there? It depends it's still on if they're culture? religious Okay, I got you. Because you have, um, in the country, you, you know, you do have the religious people that okay. are there, and then you've got the secular people that are there. Okay. But there are definitely Jewish practices that have passed down through the generations, sure. and some will honor that. And right. The reason um, I ask that question is because I always saw that as, wow, that was, that was really God's way of giving the earth rest. And the people. So that it could, and the people, exactly, the people, right? And because to, they would have enough far, right. um, harvest from before to sustain their families. And of course, in our modern uh, modern days, they could get their food elsewhere sure. as well if they needed to. Sure. But yeah, it, it's an amazing principle that okay. is really good. Neat, neat, mm-hmm. very cool. Well, we're about to wrap up, but, but before I ask you um, uh, my last question, how can people connect with you online? So on Facebook, they, you know, they can connect with me through Jill White, W-H-I-T-E, Reese, R-E-E-C-E, through my private account. That's what I have up and going right now. Um, But my website, truefoundwellness.com. So it's true, not false, found, not lost, wellness.com is how they can read a bit, but they can also... Um, if they want a consultation just to see if they want to be a client, sure. they can sign up and schedule that. Okay. Also, if they on, know, on the website. Yes. Also, okay. if they know they want to be a client, and I work in packages, so I don't just okay. do one-off appointments, and there's sure. a really good reason for that. Because if I just meet with someone once and give them recommendations sure. and they try them, their body's going to start changing, and they're not going to understand the changes. Right. Believe me. Right. <laughs> there's right, a right. lot. And they could just leave from that one appointment and, and go, ah, oh, that didn't oh, work. This, yeah. But no, it's a journey. Sure. and so. So I I work with people over a series of appointments. So by checking in and 
um, getting the package that way, they also have access to the member area, which is a bank of videos. Okay. And so that's information that they can view and review. Sure. So they're not just hearing it once in an appointment and they have to hang on to it, which right. is the way, of course, it had to start. <laughs> right. But they can, you know, review that education over and over okay. as needed. And that just enhances what they're going to utilize from our times together when I'm giving them the initial set of recommendations. Right. And then we're doing those follow-up appointments. Very cool. Very cool. Well, my last question. Yes. Now, I uh, live with women. My, 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 my wife, my two daughters, my mother-in-law, a cat, and a dog that's castrated. Pretty much a woman. Um, no. um, uh, so I, I'm, I've always been outnumbered. I, I grew up in a household with my mom, three sisters, uh-huh. and my dad that was you know, not really there. Um, but uh, I, I say that to say this. A lot of the ladies that I that I that I talk with and I get around are experiencing these problems right. and think that is just a part of life. No. So, what would you say would be a first step? If you know, I mean, I would say you know, reach out to Jill. But what yeah. would you say would be the the first thing maybe to eliminate from your uh, eliminate from your diet or or the first thing to start doing on your own? getting back to health. Yeah, and that's an excellent question uh, because women do think PMS is just a part of life, a difficult menopause is part of life, that cramps are part of life. No, they're not. Even the way you phrase that question is like, thank you for saying that out loud because our bodies were not created to experience those things. Are we supposed to have pain in childbirth? Yeah, but all this other stuff that we accept as normal is not. And I'd say the first thing to do, think back Um, what we talked about sugar handling and the excess of sugars in our diet. If I had to name one thing, although there are six foundations, but if I had to name one thing, that's a place that anybody can start in by dialing that back and just Just, really focusing. Yeah. And I mean, there's one thing that I do for my local clients um, as needed. It's called a pantry rescue. Okay. Where I go you got a little in, intervention, where huh? I go in and I see what's in their pantry. Mm. I pull out everything that doesn't belong in their diet, which usually is the wow. majority of their pantry. That sounds like a reality and TV program. It is. It, well, it could I bet there's be, a fight actually. involved in that. <laughs> Not my Oreos. Well, you know, and then I get to explain. Well, why is this a problem? Right. And and so by teaching them to read the labels, mm. oh wow, it really puts the power in their hands, sure. and that's what I love doing. You know, yeah, I've I had power it. in my it's hands. Great. Yeah. But I love to put the power in their hands. And yeah. through understanding, you know, that's what gives you the opportunity to revitalize right. your health. And I want right. to give that to everybody Very I can. Cool. Wonderful. Yeah. Jill, thank yes. you so much. This is awesome. <laughs> thank you, John. And, and I love getting to talk with my friends about what they love. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we've known each other for a while. We get yeah. to work together. I mean, yeah. you sing. Yeah. And, yeah. and all, you had us at your home for a delicious meal. Yeah. It was wonderful. You, you, you um, you, um uh, gave me coffee with uh, cardamom in it for the first time, <laughs> fell in love. You know, just delicious, right. you know, things like that. And, yeah. Um, Thank you very much, and I look forward to the next show. Maybe we'll have one where you just specifically talk about your experience in Israel. I would, that would love be that. Wonderful. That would be a treat. Great. Tune in next time. I don't even know what to say now. I'm just you know just full. It's it's wonderful to hear these stories about recovery mm-hmm. and like that. Um, we have our next guest. Um, her name is Allison. I'm not even going to try and pronounce her last name. I'll get it wrong. Allison M. I'll call her Allison M. But she's going to come and she's going to help me with that. Uh, she um, has a biz- business called Eyewitness Fitness. And uh, I'm excited to hear more about that. It's great that we're talking about these things. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm looking at this and I found that I have had 
probably out of all the folks I've had um, in the brief history of this podcast, I probably had 99% ladies in here, which I'm totally comfortable with. I grew up with, you know, a mom and three sisters and I live in a house with my wife and my two daughters and my mother-in-law. So, um, but wonderful need to get more dudes on the show. So dudes, (laughs) let's tune in, listen, but, um, but anyways, um, but thank you so much. I know that, I know that folks are going to be touched by this. And uh, wow, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Sounds good, Great, John. wonderful. Thanks. Thank you, thank you.